Welcome back, Sparklers, to Ignite Your Spark with me, your host, Kim Duff Selby. My guest today is Anna Warner Mays. She is a cancer thriver, a mom, a wife, a businesswoman, an author, and creator of the Lipstick Journey, a blog, and also a lipstick company. Anna's story is so beautiful, and she is so beautiful, and her lipsticks are so beautiful, and her message is so powerful. And yes, I'm obsessed. I had the pleasure of chatting with Anna on an Instagram Live a few months back because I really wanted to share her message live and on video. And you can find that also on my Instagram page at Kim Duff Selby. But now I want to share her message and story with all of you. She is a true example of a shining light, someone who finds the light from the darkness. And I just want to read you a quote from one of her blog posts, which really resonated with me and the message that I'm trying to send out into the world. And she wrote this in response to a quote from Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, which is, people are like stained glass windows. They sparkle and shine when the sun is out. But when the darkness sets in, their true beauty is revealed only if there is a light from within. And then Anna's response is, Like the firefly, the true beauty of who you are is on the inside, and sometimes it takes the darkness to reveal your light. And Anna, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much. I'm excited. Well, I really appreciate your taking the time because I know how busy you are. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's get started and share your message, your journey, as it were, with the mm-hmm. listeners at the beginning here about the lipstick journey and your journey and what prompted this. Okay, and I will try to keep it brief because it can go on and on and on. I'll cut um, you off. How's that? I'll okay. go. All right. That sounds good. <laughs> well, first, I've always loved lipstick and. I just love the color as an expression. So in 2008, I was first diagnosed with thyroid cancer and physicians, people have heard it's the easy cancer. They take out your thyroid, you drink some radiation, and then you're done. So I literally told my boss, I'll be back to work in two weeks. It's all good. The surgery was complicated. The cancer was actually unencapsulated tumor in my thyroid and then across my neck. So it was very complicated and my prognosis was not great. It was difficult. My kids were five, seven, and 10 at the time. And we just proceeded like they usually do. I drank the radiation and then they did take a scan a few months later and said, I think we got it all. But then uh, the year after that, it came back to my lymph nodes around my neck and went to another surgery. And then the year after that, In 2010, it came back and went up my laryngeal nerve on the left side. And just to backtrack, the first surgery cut my right laryngeal nerve, permanently paralyzing my vocal cord. And I used to be a singer and actor and all that, those things. And so that was done. And then throughout that, I realized I was always going to the makeup counter. I was always visiting my now friends, Diane and Tanita and Catherine at Nordstrom, at Macy's, at Sephora. And I was always buying lipstick. And at first it was once a week and then twice a week, then almost 
almost every day. But my objective was always to go to find the perfect color that matched how I felt. So I would talk to Diane for an hour and cry with her and tell her what was going on. And then I would say, okay, help me pick a color. <laughs> so um, whether I agreed with her or not, I just bought it. You know, I, I mean, I stared at piles of lipstick. And then when I lost, because I did lose my voice for a period of time completely, I'd go to Sephora because I knew I didn't have to talk to anybody. And I would just swipe, 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 swipe. I realized I was using lipstick as my expression. So then 2017, I had a routine exam. I was complaining about some numbness in my arm. So my doctor said, let's just do a CT. It's been a few years. So we did a CT and they found that the cancer had spread to my lungs. So I was diagnosed with stage four metastatic thyroid with distant metastases to my lungs. And I have several nodules in my lungs. And at that point, I just thought, there has to be a reason for this, or I've got to just do something because obviously with any diagnosis, you kind of think about your life. You kind of think about what have I accomplished? What do I want to do if this cuts everything short? And so what I wanted to do is help other cancer fighters not feel alone and maybe give them the option to use lipstick as their vehicle to express themselves. So that 2017, about a month after my diagnosis is when I decided I was going to start the Lipstick Journey Lipstick Company. And it took a little bit longer than what they had said, because when I was diagnosed, I didn't know how much time I had. The prognosis still wasn't great, still isn't great if it progresses. So I was like, you know, I went on that trek to find a manufacturer, a cosmetic chemist, and I found a manufacturer who said, oh, this, we could be done in four months. And I thought, okay, yeah, four months. I, I know I got four months. And it took about 18 months <laughs> to come up with the formula, the colors. But then the list. you know what? I'm just going to yeah. interrupt because meanwhile, you are raising three young children. Yeah. Yep. You had some personal struggles in your relationships. Yes. yes. And you were working full time. Yes. And I really just want to emphasize that and and how sparkling and how beautiful you are now and what you have gone through and also remind people the fact that you could not speak at yeah. one point and you were a singer and an actress. And that part of your life, I know how vital that is to someone mm -hmm. who is a performer. So you had to find Perfect. a way to transfer all of that passion into something else as well. It's true. And, you know, when you get the diagnosis, you, my focus was on being alive for my kids, watching them graduate, not watching them go to high school even because they were younger when this all started. So when the doctor told me I would never sing again, I didn't really think that much about it. I'm like, I don't care. I just want to live. It wasn't until years later that as I started to get healthier, feel better, that I sat at the piano and I could, I could hear myself singing in my head and it wasn't the same. And I just, it took a long time. That grieving process of losing that big part of you took a long time. And even now we still have the piano and 
Now my neuropathy is so bad in my left hand, I can't play the piano anymore, really. That's another kind of grief. Not as much as my singing because I was involved in community theater, things like that. A friend of mine a while back said that maybe God took away your voice to show you that you didn't have a voice in your home because it wasn't a difficult relationship. But I thought, well, what kind of God is that? You know? And now that I'm out, but I did realize later that I was given a different kind of voice and it's either it's through my writing it's through the lipstick and I am fulfilled and content with that voice nothing was I think it's actually more powerful than it ever has been absolutely with singing you're using someone else's words and I love singing and when I come back in another lifetime I really hope I'm gifted a voice (laughs) I have a voice, but, you know, a singing voice because it is a gift, really. But the gift of your words is so incredibly powerful. I really urge people to read your past blog posts. I know there haven't Thank been recent ones because it's I know. been very busy, but it doesn't matter because what you say in them is so beautiful and just so real and so authentic for everything that you've gone through that you are reaching so many more people than you would singing. Thank you. Thank you. And I do always want to show that life is a constant struggle, right? No one's promised like the perfect life unless it's on Instagram and you can see that. (laughs) (laughs) But I always want to emphasize there's always got to be, there's something positive in everything. And I don't know if I would go as far as saying I'm grateful to have cancer, but I'm grateful that it has been a vehicle to help me experience even the the smallest thing as being magical and also meeting people like yourself and just just everything. I'm just so grateful for that part of it. Would I choose it? No, totally no. <laughs> you have chosen to look for the gifts. And I think it's important the way you stated it. You don't want to say, I am grateful for cancer. You want to say, I am grateful for the opportunities that have come from this disease. Yes. And yeah. So by you stating that, that's still affirming your health. You know, you are grateful yes. for your health and the opportunity mm-hmm. to help other people through the journey upon which yeah. you found yourself. I mean, I've met other cancer thrivers through the company. I have, I have a buy one, give one. And so I'm able to give to cancer fighters and survivors. And that is that in itself is magical because... I, in part of the creation of the company, thought that I wanted to make people feel less alone, but I wasn't including myself in that. But when I am able to give and I, whether I hear from them or not, I feel less alone because I thought, you know, it makes me think I have, I'm sending out so many, I'm handing them out. I'm not alone in this. There are other women fighters that are just going through life, just trying to make it and survive and express themselves through lipstick and find joy in just the mundane of things. It's it's very few of us who don't know someone who has yeah. been affected by cancer. My mother passed away from cancer. I have ugh, several friends. Well, as you know, I have purchased three of Anna's lipsticks. <laughs> and when you purchase that, you are given the option to send to someone you know who is a cancer, cancer fighter, th- thriver, survivor, mm-hmm. or she will also choose to donate to another organization Mm -hmm. because we all know someone. And I think that that 
has really touched so many people. I know when we did our Instagram live, I had many people say thank you because they really appreciate what you are doing because we all know people who are touched by cancer. Yeah, it's so it's sad, but it's true. Somebody knows at least one person. Anna, back to how long did it take you to recover your voice? So the first, after the first surgery, when it paralyzed, I had so much trauma to both of my vocal cords. One paralyzed and the other one had a lot of trauma. So it wasn't functioning. So my vocal cords were in an open position. So I would, you know, you can't hear it. And it was just hard to get air. It was hard to drink water soup because it would just, it's just an open space that Mm. would just be fast. And I did not have a voice at all for probably six months. We take take a lot of things for granted, let's face it. You know, after the first month, I was already looking on the outside fairly healthy, but I was wearing a scarf because I had a huge scar and anywhere I'd go, like one, I couldn't go through the drive-thru of any restaurant or Starbucks because they couldn't hear me. And then I'd be out with the family at a restaurant and then waiters and waitresses would ask me, I can't hear you. Or they would say, oh, do you have laryngitis? Are you sick? Oh. And just things like that. But you don't realize it. And also being a mom, I'll say to young children at the time, they couldn't hear me say, I love you. I couldn't sing to them, which I used to do. I couldn't raise my voice when I was angry (laughs) (laughs) and wanted them to pick up their toys. So it became a series of snapping and thank goodness for an acting background because my facial expressions would be like, I'm mad. When you're in that state in a house, it's funny how everyone adapts because the house got super quiet. So the kids would be talking to me like this as well. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, the TV was at a lower volume and it was just so, it's very interesting because everyone tries to match your volume. So I would have friends come over and they'd be talking in a very low whisper. (laughs) It's so odd, but that was about six months. So how, how did you find your spark? How did you ignite your own spark during this time? Well, during that time, again, I was kind of in a difficult marriage and I, I rose above mainly from my faith and trusting that there was a plan that was bigger than mine. And also, so that filled me with hope. And then I also tried to rise above for my kids to show them that, oh no, this is not, I'm not, I'm not crawling into a ball. I'm going to play with you. I'm going to make cupcakes with you. And it's probably not healthy, I would say, but when you're the person that's sick and people focus on you, I think if you go down like into a state where you just don't want to talk to people, that makes everyone else around feel worse. And I'm not saying to fake being happy. I'm saying continue to look for any positive that can keep you hanging on so that the people around you see and feel that you are still hanging on. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's very true. And plus, when we focus on something outside of ourselves, we take our own focus off of what's wrong with us. Right. 
fortunately or unfortunately, you had young children that you had to be there for. Yes. They knew I was sick. I mean, we didn't talk about it because they were so young, but they knew and it's May, it's mental health month. So I don't want to poo-poo mental health. I don't want to say just fake it till you make it or you can always find positive because it is for real. It's real. But I do want to say that if you need to talk to someone, if you need help, absolutely um, do that. And for me back then, I found it through my makeup people. I mean, they were great with me. But if you could just find one thing to be you know, grateful for in a day, it's a good start. Yeah. Or one reason to hang on. So true. Yeah. Now, yeah. when you woke up in the morning during this time, did you, did you have a mantra? Did you choose? Did you pray? Did you meditate? How did you get yourself out of bed each day? I would get up and I did pray in the morning. Um, I would read something positive. I would read, you know, I grew up Christian, so I would read a devotional or I would read, I would always look for quotes, just anything that would help me. Or I would listen to messages on the television or on, I listen, I'm a music person. So music always, except that I'm more melancholy so it would either make me super sad or (laughs) (laughs) um but music is a big uplifting thing for me I used to also dance of course and so I would try to dance and my motivation really in the beginning was to be here for the kids so I was going to get up no matter what and walk around like nobody's business. You know, I'm like, no, I got this. I got this. I got this. And I, I didn't want to leave, honestly, didn't want them to stay, end up with just their dad. And so that was my sheer motivation. Now, as the cancer has progressed over the years, like now it's the lipstick journey and now it's excitement for every day and for anybody I get to communicate with. And so it's just been every, every phase has been a little bit different. The goal of getting up has been a little bit different. And I'm not going to say that there have been days where I just do want to just sleep all day. But again, there's just something there that I know I'm going to do my part in terms of going to the doctor, trying to eat healthy, trying to exercise. And then I'm just going to let God do his part. And then I'm just going to live my life. And it's kind of like I read a long time ago, Mother Teresa. I think it was Mother Teresa, but she's, I'm going to misquote her. But she said something like, you may have just one interaction with someone. How are you going to leave them when you walk away? More positive or that's stunk. I had no reason to meet that person. So I think I've always... With every interaction, whether it's my kids, my parents, or a stranger, I always wanted to leave and have them feel better about themselves or feel like it was a positive interaction. That's like part of my motivation. Yeah, well, that's beautiful. I mean, really, you are sharing, you you are able to ignite your sparks so that you can ignite the sparks of others because that's what Mm -hmm. you do with every person who receives the lipstick in the mail, whether they purchased it or they were gifted it. You are bringing a smile to someone's face and what could be better because they will then share that smile and share that message. Yes, that's right. 
So talk about the lipsticks and the names of them. I love the names of your lipsticks because you created them based on how you felt during a day. When I first created the liquid formula, I wanted to name them based on how I felt, either wearing them or how I would want to feel. So the lightest color is Promise. It's like a sheer peachy pink. It's got a little bit of sparkle to it. And I named it Promise because that's what it looks like to me. It just looks like that sheer promise of something something good is out there. The second color is called Serene. And it's kind of a brown with a little bit of coral underneath. And what's interesting about Serene was it's suppo- it was originally supposed to be just a sheer soft brown. Um, and then when it came in and it was a little bit more on the coral side, I went, oh, that's actually right. It's kind of like a sunset. <laughs> it's my favorite. That, I think that's yes. my favorite because it looks the best on me with my coloring. Yeah. Although I like oh, it. I was going to say, and then right. there's fierce. Yeah. So anytime in this whole journey, whenever I felt like I could beat this thing or I'm going to go into radiation, I'm going to just conquer it. I would wear red lipstick and I would tell myself, I am fierce. I can do this. So my red is called fierce. Um, And then I have like a brighter plum color that I call playful because that's what it feels like. Playful sunny day. And then my last color is, it's like a dark plum. It's buildable. I was going to say you can wear it in summer as a stain because it looks like just a berry but it's called stormy because there were so many stormy days and I was always looking for something super dark just because it was how I felt so those are my how I name my liquids and then I just released a cream last November and they're kind of it's funny because they're kind of similar tones So I have fresh, which is like the pink. It's like a fresh day. Then I have secure, which is like serene. You just feel secure in yourself. Brave, which is a bright red. (laughs) Strong, which is like the deepest plum. And then what am I missing? Fresh, secure. Oh, radiant, which is the most underrated color because I think it's gorgeous. But it is a stronger, it's like Serene Plus, but a little deeper. So it's a stronger like brown with a stronger coral. And it looks gorgeous on people. I think people just don't know. (laughs) And that's my next purchase. I have not tried the creams. I have all of, well, I think I don't have the one dark berry one of, of the liquid. It looks great on you. Oh, thanks. I love them all because I love lipstick too. I mean, also lipstick is something that is such an easy fix for someone. I did a a little Instagram story when, after I first met you and I showed my bare face with naked lips, it was not attractive, but you know, I'm nothing if not real. And then I (laughs) showed myself putting on one of your lipsticks. What a difference it makes to put some lipstick on. I don't care if you are someone who never wears lipstick. You could start with Promise. You could start. That's right. I'm not trying to make this commercial for this. I just, I love lipstick. I love Anna. I love her journey. I love the story. (laughs) So that's why I like talking about it. But it makes such a huge difference in your mood, in caring about yourself. And we all want to take care of ourselves. It lights your spark when you put lipstick on. It does. And one thing I've been doing to make it like a quick 
just colorful fix is if I swipe on one of the liquids and pet my lips, I'll just dab that on my cheeks. Ooh. Yeah. Well, here's a little tip I like. It's a little tip, a little quick. Yeah. And then you got that monochrome look. That's, yeah, exactly. you know. <laughs> You're matching, but it's not matchy-matchy. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I really think the lipsticks are fab. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan and I put them on every day and they're very reasonable. I just want people to know they're a little more than a drugstore lipstick, although those are getting up there in price. I know it's true. Ridiculous. The thing about drugstore lipsticks, and believe me, I have tried everything. I have worked (laughs) in fashion. I worked at Saks Fifth Avenue, worked at Glamour Magazine. I mean, I've tried every lipstick, every brand. You and me both. Oh yeah. (laughs) Every brand of lipstick ever. (laughs) So I know cost and I know difference and drugstore lipstick can be fine, but you can't try it on your, you know, you, yeah. you take it and you're going to spend the same amount returning or, you know, not returning or whatever right. as you would on your lipstick. It's much less than the high-end Chanel Dior yeah. or whatever, but it is, the formula is so great. At least the liquids, they, Thank they make you. you shine and they make you feel shiny. So I love it. Right. Well, I wanted the liquid to be super moisturizing in case someone was going through treatment because I have naturally dry lips. And so I wanted it to be kind of anti-aging because I'm over 40, I'm over 50 even, but I wanted it to have the hyaluronic acid, the plumping, the vitamin A, the vitamin B. And so with liquid lipsticks, you can play a lot more with the formulas versus like the tube lipstick, I want it moisturizing, but there's not a lot you can play with to keep it solid. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the, these are great. I mean, they really are. And if you have not purchased one by the end of this podcast, really, <laughs> you just have to go to the lipstickjourney.com and do it. You just have to do it. And then someone you know who might have been affected by cancer yep. also receives one. I mean, it's a win-win for the world. Yes. <laughs> Anna, you also wrote a book though, too, didn't you? I did. I did. It's called My Lipstick Journey Through Cancer, and you can get it on the website or you can get it on Amazon. And it just kind of follows my cancer journey. I think someone in the beginning when it was first published bought it thinking it was just all about the lipstick and how the lipstick, I don't know how I came up with the formula, just the business of the lipstick. But the lipstick really is an extension of my process, of my illness. So it talks a little, I mean, the whole book is about lipstick integrating into my, from my first diagnosis to now. Well, I think that would be just such a great gift for someone. I know we're past Mother's Day, but for anyone, (laughs) get the book and a lipstick as a gift for someone. And it's just, it's a very powerful statement. It will ignite their spark. And it will keep spreading the message of joy and light out of the darkness that you have started. So It's true. And even now with this pandemic, a lot of people had faced uncertainty. And for me, since 2008, uncertainty is part of my world. It's been part of my world. And unfortunately, it's part of my kids' world. And that is kind of hard for me because... My youngest was going into kindergarten when I first got diagnosed, and now he's graduating high school, and he's only known cancer, a mom with cancer. So we have lived with this uncertainty, and as people come out of the pandemic and get vaccinated or whatever, and real life kind of reassumes itself, 
I will still have cancer. And so I will still live in that uncertainty. So I think the book just gives you the feeling of still look for something positive, yeah. no matter what. And and the uncertainty is always going to be there. I mean, it yeah. doesn't, for you yeah. in particular, but for all of us, I hope that we have learned that lesson, that nothing is certain. We have no right. control. One thing I wanted to say that just sort of came to me and I felt before we close, what a remarkable job you have done with your children, because this is another reason people need to look for the light is for others, because your children are pretty remarkable. They have at least the, you know, I've read a little bit about the two older ones. Your Mm -hmm. daughter has done mission work in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and, countries. Yes. And she's thinking, I mean, she's graduating college next year and she's already got plans, big plans, save, you know, the world. <laughs> right. And I mean, you've instilled this that mm-hmm. you can do anything. And your other son is in grad school, right? Yeah. Physical therapy. And then my youngest, he struggled because he actually, he had a stroke in 2019. Yeah. Right. To throw yeah. all that in the mix. Yeah. Right. And now he's getting this academic scholarship and he's flying away and it's big. It is big. And that's going to be another stepping stone for you. Yeah. But I see great things because you are helping so many not, I mean, think of how affected your children have been in a positive way from your positive attitude and from your sharing your light with them and choosing every single day to get up and find something positive. And I really hope that people listening are taking that message to heart. Here is Anna who has been through some pretty substantial lows and yet continues to shine and thrive. We can do our best, right? Yeah. Thank you so much, Anna, for sharing your lipstick journey with me and my listeners. I really, really appreciate it. I really do. Thank you for having me. Of course. And sparklers, I hope that you are motivated to go out and wake up each day finding the positive, finding something good, something to look forward to. And please visit Anna's website, The Lipstick Journey. It's very powerful. We all know people who have been affected by cancer, and hopefully each and every one of us will be able to face each day with grace, humility, gratitude, as Anna has done. Thank you all. Thank you. Hey, Sparklers. I hope that you are as inspired as I am after this wonderful conversation with Anna. She is truly a unique individual who sees the light in everything. If you have enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you, I really invite you to please hit the like button, subscribe to the podcast, and share it because there is so much light to be shared from my guests. And thank you for tuning in. Shine on. Shine on.